Welcome everybody to Product Fika. It's another episode today where Elon and I will be discussing everything product management related. So grab yourself a small coffee and a little Fika and get ready to step up your product game. Today, we'll discuss the topic of OKRs or objectives and key results. We'll discuss how we currently implement this in our product teams and we'll discuss our experience when it comes to not having OKRs and see what the differences are and try to give you some tips and tricks as to how to implement these and what pitfalls there are. And, um, and yeah, keen to hear your experience on this, Elon, because you have started in Spotify and the first thing that you found that was different based on your experience in Klarna was that, hey, now you have to actually implement OKRs. So uh, curious to hear your experience and then I'll, I'll obviously share mine as well. Yeah, it's uh, I joined joined Spotify. Uh, I think it it was in the end of in the end of August, and then you had the quarterly planning already happening. And then the way that Spotify works, they have this quarterly planning for OKRs. They're working with the objective and key results, and those are being derived from a level above. Maybe I can give more context. I think Spotify works in. Um, as a company that lists like bets that they want to focus on in the long term, but Spotify is like business units. And then like each business unit from those bets are having their priority list, accomplish the bets of Spotify, and then plus some, you know, things that they want to invest in, in that business unit. And then so, so under, the, yeah. So, so the bets come from the company itself. So who, yeah. who sets those bets? Is it the, the C-suite how does that, how, how do those <laughs> yeah. in in, uh, in Spotify, they call it the D team oh, the because D it's team. Daniel, Daniel Eck is the CEO. So they call it the D team. And nice. uh, I think it's not only them, they like come together and there's like a, there's like a, a process of uh, applying a bet. Like any employee in the company can set a bet or like send it. There's like a bet proposal process. Okay. And I guess they're reviewing it. Uh, probably I don't know everything uh, around how this works, <laughs> but as as I said before, it goes into the business units, and then under business units you have missions, and then each mission is a you know in order to uh, reach the bet. So they're doing what can this we can do in order to complete the bet, and then also they have their priority list. So each it goes like this with priority list until it reaches the tribe under mission there's tribe and then the tribe has a priority list and it gets bigger and bigger each time it goes through the drain <laughs> and there's like a big priority list and, and then it goes to the squad level and then the squad level has their own priority list that's also their okrs so they would get like okay what do we need to what do we need to do or like what's our priority so really the okrs in, in spotify is the, the purpose is to to focus and to commit to priorities and then internally and inside the tribe to align and coordinate around the bets, the priorities, etc. Yeah. And also to track the outcome and keep the team itself accountable. Now, OKRs, man, <laughs> objective and then key results. Sometimes it, that, that's the hard thing, I think, in, in any product management life is the key result part mm -hmm. is always a little bit annoying so sometimes in spotify they have something called key deliverables you know in which like what do i need to deliver so if the objective is yeah. 
create an amazing baseline experience for free users. That can be the objectives, right? Mm -hmm. And then the key deliverables will be just stuff that that happened or didn't happen, you know? Design this and that. Mm -hmm. Do this and that. It doesn't have it doesn't have a key result, it doesn't have like a metric assigned to it. Oh, it's, right. just, so, it's just so, something that needs to be done. It's like binary. Was yeah, it done so, or was it, so this was is it? the delivery. So this is the key delivery and, and that's how it's different from the key result. So the key result right, is more right. something that you can measure, yeah, but the key yeah, deliverable yeah. is a, like a binary thing. Did you do it or not? Exactly. And the, and the key result will be something like um, bring the conversion rate up to 80% or this and that. Okay, now that's measurable. Mm-hmm. Did we reach 80%? or not so that's a key key result so there's there's a difference they're playing around with this key results or key deliverables quite a lot but do you do them together though in one team do you do you have both key deliverables and key results that's how it looks like interesting yeah okay so it's not only okrs they're called okds so this is how it, it works books in spotify there's this okrs and then they put everything inside this this management place called coda and then like literally you can see your okrs and the OKRs of the teams next to you and the tribe and the mission and the company bets. And it kind of trickles down to like, what's the dependencies? It's a crazy mess. So you have this army of delivery of like delivery leads that are organized. They call like OKRs champions. They're like the ones that are maintaining this huge map of OKRs and how it connects to a bet or it connects to a priority. It's It's like a field in itself. So there's a whole team that is managing the OKRs of the company. Yeah, there's like dedicated people doing this. Okay, that's like maintaining this big map of uh, of OKRs and dependencies and bets and stuff like that. But they come after you to check in on your um, yeah yeah just like that. Just like okay, once a week, boom. Okay, they go through a list and they're like, okay, this uh, objective. Okay, who's the dependency? Or hey, Elon, hi, this uh, is connected to that. So what's the status? And okay. you give like it's like color coded, and they have this crazy color map of whether the objective is like in the right, you know, in the right <laughs> place, or is it lagging? And this is entire um, religion. It feels it feels like, yeah. like it's, it, it's crazy. And then cool. compared to that, like what we did. In, in Klarna, it was a little bit more, I would say, scrappy as I experienced yeah. it. It was a little bit more, um, okay, you have your KPIs, right? And you look at the dashboards and then you think to yourself, okay, we need to move this KPI. So how are we supposed to move it? And then people come up with ideas or your boss tells you, you do that. And you ask them, okay, what KPI is this connected to? And they're saying, uh, it connects it to... <laughs> your job and then, <laughs> and then uh, you're like oh, all yeah, right i'm gonna do that and yeah and uh, fair enough you got it okay that's a good kpi <laughs> and uh, and that's how it felt like did, yeah. did you get a different experience no my experience at Klarna was very similar right i also didn't have okrs I, I think the whole company you know correct me if i'm wrong but as far as i'm aware the whole company doesn't use okrs and instead no, no. focuses on kpis and metrics. exactly exactly and it was really difficult because I remember an experience where myself and Sebastian, who we had on like two episodes ago, we went through this whole exercise of looking at the funnel, how, how our users are interacting with our, with our product, 
from finding out that this product exists all the way to the end of the funnel. Okay, I saved something because it was a wishlist functionality, right? So the end of the end state is I saved something and potentially I might click on it to buy it. But at the end of the day, when we presented this whole funnel and we, we kind of highlighted which of those metrics we really wanted to focus on, which ones would be our North Star metrics as well, our management essentially said, well, we have already communicated a certain metric, which was something like average uh, percentage of monthly active users in yeah. the app that use our functionality on which we have hardly any influence because it depends on the amount of users that actually come to the app. And so we, we don't really drive that. That metric was just tied to us. And yeah. if somebody else elsewhere in the domain, this actually happened, some, some other teams in the domain were asked to make certain changes that affected our main entry point. To give an example, right? We had a, a large button in the browser, and it was it was <laughs> a decision was made to make that button smaller. Well, the percentage of monthly active users went down, right? right? And we did a lot to get that figure back up, but management kept hammering on us to say, "Oh, this metric is not working. This, uh, you know, what are you doing? It's not working. It's not working. It's not working." And so it just felt like there was no real proper focus, uh, as when you have objectives and key results, right? Because as far as I know, uh, objectives are, are something that you put in place that, that that's inspiring. It's a goal that you want to go for. It's a challenging goal. It's, it's not too easy, of course, because otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, people don't care, but it's not too hard because that, that'd be depressing. So it's something that stretches you and that gets the team riled up and, and makes them want to move. Yeah, exactly. And, and so you kind of focus the efforts towards a couple of these objectives that you want to do throughout the, throughout the quarter or throughout any sort of time frame. Usually it's a quarter. I'm currently setting up the OKRs or working towards setting up the OKRs. And uh, it, it's quite an interesting experience, right? Because you, you really start thinking about, okay, what are the outcomes that I'm trying to drive with my product? And how can I, how can I extract some objectives out of that so that we can focus with a team and, and go go for those goals and and then <laughs> extracting from those objectives again the numbers to to then define your key results so it's an interesting experience i've only ever had to do okrs uh, back when i was working at google but those were personal okrs so you had to write your own okrs for what you were oh, doing oh you were writing personal like okrs yeah yeah so so those were those were really I mean, they, they were good because you could still make yourself focus towards something, right? Focus yeah. towards an objective. So you, your, your whole, um, your, all of your efforts are, are focused towards, towards a couple of goals that were personal, but maybe you could also make them team related. And, but the difference there was that it was more personal than team related. In this case, it's really a product team kind of thing that you're that you're focusing on. So that's that's where I see a big difference, and that's where I see the the, the interest of it as well, and, and and the the value in it. So you do are you doing the OKRs right now in Crete? Yeah. And mm -hmm. how was how is the process of sending the OKR with the team? So it's a bit it's a bit tough because on my side right now we we are at the very early stages so i'll be be honest and say that i've i've not yet uh, written them down i'm working with two other teams that are currently setting up their okrs and i'm trying right. to see how we can collaborate the way that they're doing it is according to the google methodology so you you put down your objective and then you try to create your key results three at least mm -hmm. and you try to make them uh, you try to make each key result 
focus on the scoring methodology that Google has. So I think mm. the scoring methodology is that you have 0 0.3, 0 0.7, and, and 1. So a 0 0.3 is, yeah, we, we kind of didn't really achieve this or we didn't really get to, to where we wanted to be. Mm -hmm. uh, 0 0.7 is, yeah, we did all right. We kind of achieved what we wanted to achieve. And maybe next time we've, we've learned enough to maybe next time uh, make the goal more accurate. And mm -hmm. a 1 is like, we knocked it out of the park. Right, we really did extremely well with this. So that's how they they kind of define it. However, it's the first time that the product teams are using OKRs. So this you is can, the first time. It is the absolute first time. Okay. Right. And so you can definitely see the growing pains yes. because there are certain teams that just they have an objective which is objectively inspiring, but the key results are not really metric driven. So it's not like oh, um, ensure that we have 50% of users using our feature now. It's more like we have to improve the functionality of this or we have to yeah, keep yeah, yeah. this product stable or this very feature vague, stable. Very vague. very vague. And yeah, essentially, I can't answer the question, have we achieved this objective? You know, it's, yeah. or, or how, how, how do you know that this key result is at such a state that you achieve the objective? It's, it's very, very difficult. But at the same time, since this is the, the first time that we're doing it, I think it's okay to experiment with it in this way. So that in the first three months, you learn what you can learn, right? You, you try it out, you see what works, what doesn't work. And then in the next quarter, you try to be more specific. Right? You set the objective again, you set key results again. This time, try to be more specific, try to be more metrics focused, try to be focused on how can we actually uh, how can we actually know whether this objective is achieved or not by the end of the quarter? And try to ask questions that, that will help you to, to assess that, I think. So yeah. so, yeah, I have written down some questions that I thought about. So if you spot a task, a key result, essentially, in your um, objectives and key results overview, and you feel like it's not something that you can track, it's mm -hmm. almost like a key deliverable rather than a key result. I think it's it's good to ask a couple of questions and some of them are the following right so why why are we choosing to do this deliverable why is it important what will it accomplish what will it change and how do you know if it's successful what numbers will move if this actually works and how does that tie into the company's objective or the team's objective or the tribe's objective or what have you so that will allow the the product manager or the person that that's in charge of these okrs to see if there's a better way to define through means of metrics to, um, to, to define it better. Yeah, for sure. And I think that here, nothing is set in stone, right? It doesn't have to be a key result. It could just be, did you deliver this or not? Like it's important to have that in the back of your mind. In the end of the day is to literally list the priority that you're gonna work on during the quarter. Yeah. And like to stay focused. And, and that's why I'd like to review on the Monday tacticals with the team. Okay, what is the, how, where are we nice. against the, the objectives and the key results? What did we knock out? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it happens. I don't know if it happens to, to other teams, but it feels like we're knocking out most of the key results towards the end of the quarter instead of having it this linear progression. Okay. Uh, maybe it's because we're working a little bit like in parallel over everything and then everything kind of. Hmm. <laughs> so, so you're, you're noticing that you are 
achieving the 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 krs or achieving the the objectives at least like, yeah whatever i'm achieving is like uh in the end of the quarter okay interesting it's, like, it's not like this linear thing that's like yeah. one month passes and i finish one key result and then the other month and we finish the other objective yeah that's what so, i noticed in in our team and we try to kind of learn from it and yeah. then set that okay so we have right now we have like four objectives in the team uh -huh. and we only let the team work on the first two objectives and, and only when those two objectives are done then we move on to the, the two after because so we prioritize the objectives okay uh, so that it will be a little bit more focused work and not just you know four different people start to work each one works on different objective <laughs> that's interesting so so why do you why do you then put four objectives in the quarter where you know that you know we first have to do one and two and then get to three and four instead of doing for example three objectives in one quarter where it's more of a stretch right it's i don't know i kind of wanted to lay down like the stuff that we like we got we need to get this done in the quarter mm -hmm. and if we're able to get all of it then amazing you know mm -hmm. it's also to reflect the priority towards other teams as well you know, they want to see right. that this uh, deliverable, this feature that they, they're begging for is there on the board. Do they just understand the priority? It, it's, um, I think it's a good stakeholder management, having the objectives this way. Other teams can see the list and then they could start arguing whether this needs to be done or not. It's very, you very reflect that. And also the process of setting the OKRs, you have to go through the management cycle. So whenever there's a pushback on the priority and the way things are listed, but it, you do that like three weeks before the next quarter starts. So it's not like you're, mm. it's not that urgent. Mm -hmm. Like the conversations, oh, we're already starting. You know, it's a, you're, you're talking about, you're planning for the next quarter. I kind of like that, yeah. you know? And then when the quarter start, everyone knows what the priority list is. And the right. team can just, you know, get it done instead of constantly stuff moving around, which exactly. really no one likes. But I think a quarter is still a good time. Also, uh, obviously, exactly. if, if something happens, then someone, hey, you know, this deliverable, now that we're working on it, doesn't make any sense. Or mm -hmm. we've started discovery and we're stuck. So maybe we can move to the next objective. Exactly. Those are fine. Yeah. Yeah. There's, but, but, the, the, I see a lot of benefits so far. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. But, but let me ask you this then. So when you go through the tacticals, right, how do you know what the progress is on, on an objective? What are the questions that you ask? Right, so there's like a key result. So you ask, where are we right now? Let's, let's take, I don't know, we're doing some, some migration uh, for the web, for API migration right now from between one place to another. So the objective, for example, would be to migrate the current API to the new architecture, right? And it's connected to some higher mission prior you listed down over there. And then the key results would be, uh, the first key result would be to, to migrate X, X endpoint to the new architecture. The second key deliverable is to migrate this endpoint to the new architecture. And the third key results would, would be to migrate that you know that each so we prioritize yeah. them and the team just knocks it out one by one so when you go in the meeting and you say like okay where are we with the first key deliverable for this quarter mm -hmm. then the point of contact of that specific objective would be like yeah we're almost done with this 
Okay. And you realize, okay, do you have any, there you stuck somewhere, et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha. But then in that case, it's a deliverable, right? Because it's yes, not, yes, it's it's a not necessarily key. Okay. Yeah, it's a deliverable. If it was like a key result, other teams obviously have results, right? So they, yeah. want, they wanted to reach 80%, but in the end of the day, in order to reach 80%, what is the actual, you know, what is the actual action that you're going to do in order to reach 80%? It's not like yeah. you're going and praying next to the, yeah. next to the dashboard that is going to reach 80%. Like you need to yeah. do something. You need to yeah. deliver something. You need to run a specific experiment. And that's the deliverable, mm. in my opinion. Like the mm. objective is to reach 80%, but then what are you going to do to actually yeah. <laughs> get there is yeah. something that you could, it's an action. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's a feature. I don't know, uh, put this feature into production. It is challenging, right? To, to, to figure that out and, and to, to talk about the how. I think that that's sort of uh, something that you do with the team, I imagine, and that you then get aware of. One, one thing that I am going to try, or at least want to try out uh, when we have the, the OKR set up is that at the time that we write up our KRs, we should be like around 50% confident uh, that we are going to achieve it, right? So we have a 50-50% shot that we can achieve that, that KR. And then what I want to do is get a temperature check every week during the, the tacticals where yes. I ask the team, like, okay, how confident are we now that we're going to achieve this KR, this yes. KR, this KR? And if the confidence goes down, then I'd like to understand why, right? Because then you can communicate. How do you forward. measure the confidence? Are they like thumbs up, thumbs down? What's that's happening? Good, yeah, that's a good question as well. I, uh, this is like one person talk. How, how confident are you? Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's the, the people that are responsible for that KR, right? Or let's say, for example, if you're, you know, if we're talking about the migration of, of an, an API, just to give an example that you, that you used, if the KR would be that um, in the end, when, when the migration is done, we want to get, a, uh, we want to get about 10 million requests in production on the migrated endpoint to give an example right yeah and the stretch goal is 10 million the the more conservative goal is 5 million it's it's really hard to to then get from the from the engineer like okay we're, we're you know i'm 60 percent confident that this is going to be done by the end of exactly. the quarter exactly. but i think that once you talk to them in terms of the progress and try to figure out okay how how far along are we with the migration can we test this thing out in a testing environment or, or what have you and can we already see some traffic coming through to the new endpoint to give an example um, that that could then also help you to to put a confidence level in place right you, I, I think it's more of a joint kind of a joint decision that you make together with the input from the engineers to then say, okay, now I'm kind of like 60% confidence. Okay, maybe um, something went wrong and the endpoint just broke, like we, we, can't, we can't launch this anymore uh, and, and we have to fix a lot of stuff. Well, then maybe the confidence level goes down to 30%, but then at least you know why, right? So, so I think it's like a dialogue that you have with the, with the engineers. And then based on that, you kind of put a, a confidence level in place, I think. Yep. The dude in colors uh, in mm. Spotify. So it's like, is it on track? Is right. it delayed? Is it blocked? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> kind of mash it up to like this <laughs> huge color scheme. Oh, man. Creates this picture full of like, like out of the input of all of the, imagine all of the small deliverables that uh, all of them together are the actual bet. That Spotify is doing oh, so they're, they're like mixing all of the colors like a Christmas the, tree <laughs> yeah, of the red, yellow, and green, and then like 
it turns uh, into what Daniel Eck, the CEO of Spotify, is presenting on the bed, turns into some weird color. Fantastic. <laughs> but that's how they're they're doing it. It's pretty funny. Nice. nice. Let me ask you this. How do you set up the OKRs? Do you set it up together with the team or do you do it on your own? I do it with the team. I think I was actually using your template. Like once the, once the planning season starts on a quarterly basis, then you do some sort of a, you, you bring the team together and you kind of present to them, hey, this is what we are a dependency of, you know, the e-show, the mission prios that we're connected to it, that we need to to get it done. Like there's a priority list and the priority list is usually, you know, keeping the lights on, it will be like the, the priority of the team. And then the next priority would to be to contribute to company bets if we need to. And then the third priority would be um, the mission level kind of priority that we're contributing to. So you kind of show it to the team. This is what is expected of us this quarter. And then the team says, okay, this is what we actually want to do for our product. And then you mix it all together with the guideline, with the principles around the priority. And then you decide on our three, four objectives for next quarter, depends how big the team is. Mm -hmm. And then what is the deliverables that would, uh, would be the success. Right. Gotcha. The team, the team kind of do it together. Okay. And then we put, it, we put it on a roadmap um for the next few months just so we know what we're starting with and who's available and then you know uh, a week a week after two weeks after off we go you know we start it and then each one of those uh usually each objective will have a, a road manager who is an engineer that wants to uh, grow and okay. get more more of a leadership role or become a more senior then they need to take on themselves this road manager role and that's fantastic for the product manager because it's kind of a relief yeah that someone is managing this project and some of the communication around it and making yeah. sure that it's getting done and you just sync with yeah. them that, that's very interesting so a uh, question around that do you ask that to the team or is that something that the team was already doing when you came in like how do you manage who gets to become the road manager it, it, this is like uh, this is why it's important to have a good engineering manager with you, because mm. that's a, that the engineering manager is in charge of making sure the engineers grow. And if it's yeah. in their development plan to take on uh, road manager roles, then that's oh, that's great. What what they do? So she would she would go and ask for volunteers, and then if no one volunteers, she'd kind of be like, okay, what? Yeah, you you know, <laughs> you, <laughs> don't you want to grow? Don't you want to, yeah. to get more money? you know and that usually what happens this is this is really great i i, I hadn't heard of this before but I, I think it makes so much sense and i'm actually going to try to do it in my team as well it makes a lot of sense to to have people feel the ownership as well right i mean yeah you, you you come up with the okrs as a team and so it's only natural that they already feel some sense of ownership of what yeah. the team is going to achieve and then you can take it one step further by having one person be the the sort of lead for a particular objective yeah That's and imagine nice. the relief for me as a product manager <laughs> like, it, I, I don't mean like they're it's not like they're doing the job for me but geez no. they're doing some of it for me at yeah. least yeah and you have a point of contact that you can go to if, the, if you yeah. need any sort of update so it's great that's that's really nice and then in terms of communicating your progress on the objectives 
how do you do that? Like, do, you, do you send out a newsletter on a weekly basis to stakeholders to let them know that, okay, these are our OKRs and this is where we are at at the moment? Yeah. How, how does that work? So you have your regular syncs in the product area uh, in which you are updating this code of file that I talked about before you update. Uh, okay, so this week, this is the month of January. Yeah. This, is, this is the progress, you know, green, yellow, red for each one of the OKR of the key deliverables. Mm -hmm. So you just mark it over there and with a comment of like what status this is. And then there are all of this army of, of delivery leads and organizers, they, they see that and they could follow the bigger picture of the mission prior and bets. Mm -hmm. And then if there's a specific project that you want uh, more engaged stakeholders, sure, you do a newsletter or a Slack mm -hmm. channel. Mm -hmm. But that's in theory how things work. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I ask because in in Criteo right now we don't use Coda, for example, and we don't have we, we don't have yet a a proper process or structure in which we're going to communicate the the progress. Apart from having a confluence page that we I guess will update over time. Again, don't like confluence. People but don't update confluence. There's something that, that's about the thing. That's they the don't thing. Update. They write it one time, and that's and that's you, where you know, it lives forever. Set it and forget it, right? And obviously. Exactly. I hope my manager doesn't listen to this, but uh, <laughs> I, I will. I will definitely update. But I'm thinking of doing a, a bit of a combination of what we used to do at Klarna and what I'll do at, at Curteo. So I want to obviously set the objectives, right? That's that's the most important thing. Set the KRs, and then have those weekly meetings with the team where we look at what's the confidence level, what's the what's the progress, uh, are there any particular blockers or anything that's of of, of note. But I also liked what we used to do at Klarna, which was what we used to call operational metrics or operational checks. I think it was operational metrics. Okay, and essentially, yeah, so, so that was a list of operational things that we looked at. And then we also gave it a color coding of red, yellow, or green. And to give an example, so operational metrics could be something like, what's the team health look like? What are the amount of incidents that happened in the last week? How, how are we handling those? Do you set goals around that? You said like goals on those KPIs? We didn't. No, we didn't. So we so just, what is we it just communicated like it. Pulse yeah. check? Yeah, exactly. It was just a pulse check. So so essentially we looked at things like incidents. We looked at things like what's the tech debt look like and can we can we improve that? Or are there things to, to improve there? Team health. Um, and, and then based on the colors that we gave, we if they, if everything was green then no problem you know no no issue at all if it was yellow or red we had to highlight why it was yellow or red and what we were going to try to do to bring it back to green and then that okay. brought up the discussion and i think that that was quite useful so i would love to if i'm going to send out a newsletter or or send some form of communication that's the second thing that i would do so i would have the objectives and key results our progress there and then something like health metrics, right? Or operational metrics or what you, what you want to call them. And then what I also want to put in place is I, I want to make sure that stakeholders are aware of what we're going to focus on for the coming week. Um, so the top three number one priorities that we want to work on that will allow us to achieve our objectives. Yeah. So that stakeholders are also aware that these are the things that we're focusing on. On a and weekly if they... basis? Come on. Really? Yeah. Do you think they're going to read that? <laughs> they should be that they should be aware right so every and, week and every week uh, or i mean maybe i could do it bi-weekly i don't know I, I'll, I'll need to see what the best cadence is but i think 
I want to do the exercise at least once a week. Okay. And then have those priorities send out, have the OKR send out, have the health metrics send out. And that will at least let all the stakeholders know what we're working on. If right. for whatever reason they feel like, oh no, the, the stuff that you're going to work on this week doesn't, you know, it, it, there's a higher priority objective at the moment, company wide, that everybody needs to, you know, work on, then let the stakeholders reach out. Let's have a chat, right? And then we can see what we can drop and then focus on that instead. But at least they are aware of this is this is the focus of the team right now, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, and potentially any. Any other things that are coming up, it could be also another section where we highlight, because that's something that we did at Klarna as well, any other topics that are noteworthy in terms of what we should keep in mind. So what's the big stuff that's coming in the next, I don't know, two, three, four weeks that, that management needs to be aware of or that stakeholders need to be aware of? And that is a, a kind of complete picture, right? This is the focus of the team. This is how we measure our health. These are the things that we're currently working on in order to get to the OKRs. And these are the big things that you need to keep in mind. And mm -hmm. maybe some notes around blockers or positive news, you know, positive wins and whatnot. Um, and and that's, that's going to be my structure. So it's like five categories that I want to send a newsletter on. You remember, do you remember how we used to send newsletters? At, at, I was about to say that I love the way that you, what was it? What was the software we use for those newsletters? I think it was some kind of uh, content management system that was set up in WordPress. But now that you're going to do a, a newsletter, that's yeah. why just writing an email with too long to read, here's a, the highlight, bolded, yeah. and then the rest kind of type it up. Like I want to do something fun. So right now in, in Spotify, we don't have MailChimp or something like that. Mm -hmm. What are you using for your newsletter? We don't have anything. So the alternative is Confluence, which I want to stay away from as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. But I think e probably email, but I think a Slack channel as well could, could be useful. And then you can always make more fun in the Slack channel, right? Because you have emojis, you can write right. up small, small pieces. And then you by text. accident press enter when you try to do shift enter and then it comes out and then you like try to edit it real quick, but everyone has already seen it. And you delete it real quick. Yeah, you delete it. Okay. Pro tip. <laughs> pro, pro tip for all the listeners. If, you, if you're afraid of accidentally pressing enter in a Slack yeah. channel, write the message first to yourself in Slack. And then when you're done, copy paste that and put it in the channel. <laughs> it <laughs> saved guess. me so many times, honestly. That is a pro tip. But I want to do like a newsletter that is fun, it's full of gifts and stuff. Yeah, never mind. I mean, yeah, it's, that, that's a tough one. Right? Yeah. I, I, I think Gmail is quite good at that. Don't get me started on Microsoft Outlook, holy crap it's just the worst software ever and it will screw everything up for you but yeah. but gmail is really good with even with gifts as well you okay. just have to hope that the people you send it to are not using outlook because then everything gets garbled up no it will never happen <laughs> unless i send it to crypto employees yeah unless you send it to me um no but but i think you know yeah make it fun i think that that's a really good point you need yeah. to make it fun in order to have people read it in any case um so that's a good point another point that i wanted to highlight and talk to you about is this idea this is this is what i had um heard of when i first talked to my manager about okrs he yeah. said it's important to think about the krs in terms of balancing things out A really stupid example right so if you're saying that one of the krs in your objective is going to be i want to acquire as many new customers as possible yes right it's always good to have a counterbalance to make sure that you don't you, or go on certain things like a counter okay. counterbalance could be maintain customer satisfaction 
because then you're acquiring new customers, but you're also making sure that the ones that we have acquired still have that high level of customer satisfaction. That's so right. you still achieve your objective of growth or whatever, what, what you want to, to, to make the objective, but then you're balancing the counteracting forces. I mean, I haven't done it yet, so I'm curious to hear from you if, if that's something that you've taken into consideration. My specific product is not that consumer facing, right? But I could see a balance because we're, we're in charge of the API protocol. So I would say that one balance would be introducing this endpoints, like this group of endpoints, but then another one would be to work on the latency, for example, put mm -hmm. like a, something around the maintenance, objective around the maintenance or making troubleshooting easier. So balancing out tech debt and new things, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. It's a way better example than I than I gave. No, no, yeah, but it's the same. It's the same. Uh, it's the same kind of thing, right? You want yeah. to grow, but you don't want to just uh, mean, pff, accumulate a lot of issues. Exactly. You want to set goals also for quality. Yeah, and that and that's important, right? So keeping the lights on, quality, that's important. Definitely, definitely. We do have metrics, yeah. Like you, we still look at metrics, like error rate and stuff like that. Sure. But if we want to put uh, an objective, if we see that, that we want to reduce it, then you just do an objective around, you know, reduce the, the error rate to this mm. amount. And then mm. what actions can you do to reduce it? That's a good one. So, so you do, you have your metrics that you look at on a weekly yeah, basis. Yeah, everyone, everyone has metrics, right? Exactly. But then with the uh, key results, you might choose a particular metric that you hone in on to see whether that metric actually drives you towards your objective, right? Exactly. Okay. Interesting. And my, my coffee is kind of, um, I, I didn't take a sip of my coffee. It's uh, cold I'm now. But anyway, you get the point. The coffee is done. The coffee is done. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you one last question. Is there any sure. sort of homework that you'd tell our listeners to, to, to look into when creating their OKRs? Any tips, tricks, things yeah. that you need to watch out for? Don't start the OKRs in the beginning of the quarter that you're doing the OKRs for. Ooh, Just take like three weeks before the quarter. <laughs> start planning the next quarter before the quarter start. Right. And then, and then like set the goals and review it with your manager. And like, that's what we're going to do next quarter. This is objective. This is what we're going to deliver. Uh, the team agreed on it. The team's happy. Then the manager signs off on it. And, and then that's it. Now you have a quarter to, to be focused on, on this. Make sure nice it's prioritized. Nice that one. way, maybe you, you'll save yourself some uh, zigzags. Zigzags. One thing that my manager uh, once told me as a story was that you, you should essentially not expect in the last three weeks of the quarter or last two weeks of the quarter that you're somehow magically going to achieve your objective. Yes. So, so essentially your confidence level at the sort of last month of the quarter, if that's not like 100%, don't expect your confidence to shoot to 100% in the last two weeks. It's just not going to happen. No magic is, is going to happen in that in those two weeks so just leave it for what it is try to assess where things could have gone better and then start as you said start creating your your okrs for the next quarter instead i think uh, that's then better energy spent yes and also always uh do like a retro on the okrs mm, good like, okay because you could be like oh yeah next last quarter those were not reachable 
and and celebrate in the end. So you go through and it's like we achieved it, high five. <laughs> and now let's do a Gartic phone as a piece of virtual event. <laughs> <laughs> oh, virtual events oh i can't wait for in real wow. life events again wow. oh. okay anyways all right everybody you've heard it here um you have had all the tips that you need in order to set up your okrs we hope you enjoyed listening and uh go out and step up your product game that's right step it <laughs> thanks Nate. <laughs> <laughs>